Good morning, my fellow investors. Welcome back to another episode of the Newcomer Investor Channel, where we talk about stocks, share insights, and debate. We are getting some good feedback on our guest episodes. I'm really happy to see that you'll enjoy it, and I certainly am planning to do more. Uh, I'm currently coordinating dates with two more guests, so that's going to be awesome. I'm having a good time too, you know, it's nice to have someone to bounce ideas off of. Uh, and uh, of course, the conversation flows so much easier when you're not talking by yourself. So I certainly plan to incorporate more and more of these guest episodes as well. I'll continue doing my own episodes, but we're going to have a mix of both and that'll be great. Now, before going any further, you know the drill, but I have to remind you, nothing I say is financial advice. In fact, it's only entertainment. I'm not a financial advisor and I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what I do. And I've made lots of mistakes. I keep making mistakes and I will make many more mistakes. So always do your own research, double check everything I say. I always try to be accurate, but I get stuff wrong sometimes, you know? Now for our first topic of the day, this is a stock that I haven't really spoken about on this channel at least, Tesla. Now my fellow investor Wealth Trap posted about it and that reminded me that I should actually finally come out and really speak about this company, give you my opinion. But before that, let's look at their earnings result, which just came out. These earnings are not that great, honestly. Uh, first quarter revenue, 23.33 billion. That is nice, but it is less than estimates at 23.35. They did turn a profit, so that's good. Earnings per share at 0.85. Estimates were 0.86. We do have to note, however, if you look at all profits in, in total, it was 2.9 billion. That is still 700 million less than a year ago, so profits are down. Price targets of the stock from all analysts pretty much has been getting cut. And the really bad thing here is their margins have fallen. For the first time in almost three years, they've reported gross margins below 20%. That is not a good sign for Tesla right here. Now, the CEO Elon Musk has made the decision to cut prices for many of their products. Uh, the most recent reduction came very recently. They cut the Model 3 car price by 11% this year, and prices for the Model Y has been cut by 20%. Now, if you're wondering why would they cut the prices on their products, well, you have to understand the rationale. The priority for Elon right now is to gain market share and achieving that by achieving higher volumes on their sales. They would prefer to sell, let's say, 100 cars at $50 than 20 cars at 100 and that makes sense, right? When you think about it, that is a very common strategy for, you know, companies in almost any industry to gain market share and to try to beat their competitors. But there is a dark side to that strategy. Firstly, just on the financial side, cutting your prices destroys your margins. It gives you a lot less wiggle room to do anything. So generally, it's a pretty effective way of getting market share, but it's also an effective way of not making a profit. And in extreme cases, when the competitors start doing the same, you end up in a death spiral where no one makes a profit and you end up having big, big problems. It is what we call a race to the bottom. So the question just becomes more whether it's temporary or it's gonna be permanent or structural. If it's temporary, you have to destroy the competition really quickly. And if that happens, then it's okay to do it for a little bit of time, right? However, if you make these price cuts permanent, you are stuck. Now, I do think it's safe to assume that every other car company is working extremely hard to come up with alternatives to Tesla's electric vehicles. Uh, and they're already starting, right? And it's hard for me to imagine Tesla being, you know, an almighty company that dominates everything and no other company can achieve what they're doing, which leaves us to Tesla's advantage, which is the brand power. 
Pricing is one of the most important factors in your brand positioning within the whole car brands landscape. If you have a very, very, very expensive product, consumers will perceive it to be luxurious, exciting, right? And if you have a cheap, super cheap product, consumers will start thinking it's just a piece of crap. Now I know this is not a very good analogy and it's a totally different industry, so pardon me, but I'm more familiar with this one. But let's say Starbucks is the luxurious coffee brand and Tim Hortons and McDonald's are the cheap piece of crap for, you know, us normal people. Imagine that Starbucks starts feeling threatened and they say, okay, let's just offer Tim Hortons prices. I mean, myself, I can say as a normal person, I will pick Tim Hortons because I know I know what this is. When I buy Starbucks, I want to feel rich. I want to feel hip, you know, like a hip millennial. Um, but now if Starbucks just offers stuff at the same price as Tim Hortons or even cheaper, it's not hip anymore. Now it's just like, ugh, I need to find something else that's luxurious. That's kind of the vibe that happens when you start going from a luxurious type of thing to a very cheap product. Why do I love talking about LVMH, the Louis Vuitton uh, luxury company? Their margins are absolutely insane because it's so cheap to make some of those products, but then they sell it for 50k, right? So by making this decision to constantly cut their prices, Tesla is undermining their one big advantage that they have over every other company, which is they have a luxurious electric vehicle uh, brand. And it's not going to be perceived as such if they continue doing that. So anyway, at the time of speaking, this is Thursday, April 20th in the morning. The stock currently trades at $167.05. We're roughly, I believe, 50-ish percent, let me check, 58% down from all-time highs. Yeah, it's not looking very good, honestly. Stock price is having a, a rough time, and I think there is a risk that this will continue. So anyway, now to share my honest thoughts on Tesla. I feel bad because, um, well, you know, everyone wants to be liked, right? And I know that my take on this is controversial, at least for a good half of investors. So I'm not going to make any friends here, but that's okay. You know, the goal of this podcast is to tell you how I really feel. So this is how I feel. I am bearish on this stock. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the company. I like the product. And I think what they're doing for humanity is great. But you have to separate, or at least I try to separate, how I feel about a product versus how I feel about it as an investment. And I think since it's crazy run, especially in 2021, I, I don't think it is anymore a good investment to hold. I think there is not much good to look forward to uh, for the near future, maybe even the medium term and maybe even long term future. Because I think most of that growth came in in 2020, 2021. And now, you know, the stock is just going to stay or fall. You know, all their progress, their growth in the industry has been priced in uh, with that rise. And now we have to wait. You know, I continue to be astonished at the price to earnings ratios that it keeps trading at. I mean, granted, now we're at much more reasonable valuation. But I remember a time when it was trading at PEs of 500, you know, which doesn't make sense. It's just to me, that is like crazy. We reached crazy town when, when we were getting to these prices. We were excited. And again, you know, I don't blame anyone. I participated in, in crazy town valuations with, with some other stocks. So it's not like I'm speaking down on, on investors who are bad. I made bad decisions too. But I, I, I don't think now is a time to be too optimistic on this stock when it ran up, you know, nearly a thousand percent in the last three or four years. Because I don't think the company got a thousand times better. I don't think their earnings potential got a thousand times better within this time span and again maybe i'll maybe i'm wrong but i i do think in the longer term the stock price tends to match the uh 
returns of the business itself. I don't know if that business is going to do that great, especially given the competition from others coming in. Now, everything I just said, just from a purely you know, financial business kind of perspective, for me, that is more than enough reason why I didn't want to invest in Tesla, but there's unfortunately more reasons why. And this one will make me even less friends, but that's fine. Again, I have to be honest here. I, I do want to appeal to your sense of um, of nuance because I already know a lot of people say, oh, he's a closet socialist or something and try to bring politics into it. I promise it's not even politics, nothing to do with that. Uh, it's governance issues. I have problems with Elon. Now, Let's employ the sandwich approach, and I'll start with the positive, because there is positive to say about him, of course. So, what's the positive? Obviously, visionary leader, extremely clever person. I deeply respect his ability to, you know, bring in lots of new information in, in his brain and, and have this kind of multidisciplinary type of thinking. There's actually very few people who are that good uh, at doing that. So I, I really respect that. And I think obviously he's the type of person who goes out there and gets things done, you know, even if sometimes it can hurt people's feelings and all of that. So he's very focused on achieving the mission. And, and that's great. Those are good qualities to have in a CEO. Now, along with those qualities, he has such an interesting childlike judgment on things. Now, the first thing was his 420 funding secured suite. I don't know if you'll remember that. I do. Um, I mean, what kind of crap was that? The guy makes jokes on Twitter that literally resulted in, in Tesla having to pay a $20 million fine. That is not good governance. And he continued. His involvement in politics, what is the point? Of course, everyone has opinions on politics, and that's great, and I have uh, opinions. But when you lead a multi-billion dollar company, what is the point of getting involved in some of this stuff? It's bad publicity. Sometimes he seems to forget that his responsibility is to the shareholders, right? And I understand that it can be very satisfying to share memes and own the libs, as people say. That's great, but your responsibility is running a business, not being a culture warrior. When he called this diver uh, a pedophile, uh, just like that, resulting in this whole defamation issue that happened, there is no point in tweeting every day and just saying stuff like that. It's just constant negative publicity for no reason. It doesn't bring anything good to shareholders. When I invest in a company, I expect the CEOs to behave like grown-ups. I expect not to see them in the news every week about a joke they made, about some tweet, about stuff that's not relevant to the business. I want them to be quiet and focused on doing the work. Now I can already hear the rebuttal. Yes, but he's a genius and, you know, he's great. He's a visionary and geniuses act like that. You know who else we made excuses like that? Kanye, right? Kanye was such a genius. Kanye was completely unhinged because everyone just let him. It's not right to behave like that. And if you are at the helm of a big company and you're responsible for so many people's money, I expect better. There are plenty of other CEOs Take, for instance, Satya Nadella from Microsoft, who I think is a real class act. He's, he's exactly what I think a CEO should be like. He runs the business professionally. He's respectful to everyone. He doesn't tweet stupid stuff all the time. He stays out of the news and he just does his work. Or Bruce Flatt from Brookfield. Same thing. I don't think he even has a Twitter account. And that's even better, right? That's my vision of a CEO. Now, again, I understand that everyone has a different vision and I'm not trying to impose what a CEO should be like, but I'm saying 
When I invest, I would like the variables to just be about the business. I don't want to also have to take into consideration a CEO's unpredictable behavior in the mix because that's just too much. And now I wish that were everything, but there is still more. Um, I praised him for being a, you know, such a great multidisciplinary thinker. It's also an issue in that I think he's too busy. He runs too many companies. If I were a Tesla shareholder, I would have been truly disappointed to see his adventure with Twitter. He's so busy with Twitter now, it seems like he's not even running the other companies anymore. Of course he is. He's actually doing all of it. But it's just so much to shoulder. And you can only be so smart and so hardworking. There comes a breaking point for a human. So, you know, I genuinely wish him good health. I hope he doesn't have a heart attack or something. But he's carrying a lot on his shoulders. And I also think it's not a very healthy or sustainable way of doing things. So... I'm concerned because, again, as a shareholder, you expect your CEO to spend their whole tenure as a CEO putting out fires and trying to grow the company. But what happens when your CEO is also the CEO of five other companies that are all in totally different industries and have nothing to do with each other, right? And for him, from his perspective, he's responsible for everyone. But, you know, time is limited. He has to prioritize. Now, as a shareholder, I want to be prioritized. And if my CEO can't do that, there is an issue there. Anyhow, my fellow investors, I thank you for listening. I do genuinely hope and wish that Elon is successful in running those companies because I think, again, they serve humanity well. I'm just not very optimistic for all the reasons that I've laid out. Of course, I'm always open to changing my mind, uh, as I do often when I get new information. So, you know, if you feel differently... Uh, I absolutely welcome peaceful debate. Please do let me know your thoughts and uh, maybe I'll change my mind. With that said, thank you again for listening to the Newcomer Investor channel. I always appreciate y'all. Please give us a subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five star on Spotify. And I look forward to connecting again with you soon.